Hello, I'm Chris Barker. And I'm Will Betts. And this is the Music Tech My Forever Studio podcast brought to you in partnership with Audient. And we're coming to you this time from TYX in Tile Yard Studios, London. That's right. In this podcast, we speak with producers, engineers, DJs and musicians about their fantasy forever studio. The dream studio that our guests come up with is one that they're going to have to live with forever. But even in Studio Foreverdom, we have a few rules. Yes, the rules. So our guests get a DAW, an audio interface and a computer. Those are free. But then they only get six other bits of studio kit plus one luxury item. We do have one more important rule, though, don't we, Chris? Yes, we do. Choosing something sold as a separate package of hardware or software together as a bundle is not allowed. This time we're joined by a critically acclaimed British house music producer whose sample-heavy production sound has earned him over 60 million streams. Yep, and with continuous remixes, releases and the DJ touring schedule, he's busier than ever. But I still think we can upsell some dreams today. Let's see if we can. This is My Forever Studio with Lawrence Guy. Lawrence, hello. Hello, how are you doing? Very good, very, very good. good. So, we hear you've done some prep for the podcast today. This is, I uh, had a, a little fresh. look, yeah, yeah. yeah I wanted yeah. to make sure that I didn't just uh, waffle on about <laughs> random stuff, oh, which I probably still will do anyway. Have you heard the podcast, though? Yeah, 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 yeah. he's <laughs> basically waffle. So you I just could. made sure that I'd like got a couple of things set in stone and then uh, okay. yeah, I'll try and like work the others out on the fly. Well, before we get to that, I guess let's talk a little bit about sort of, you know, your career so far and, and, and getting started in, in the biz and, yeah. uh, and your background, especially with regards to sort of studio and kit. Like, uh, uh, Yeah, so I, I basically started off when I was like 12 years old and I bought a copy, well, my mum bought me a copy of uh, like Hip Hop EJ. I don't know if you remember those. Yeah, yeah. Um, Is that PlayStation? In, no, it was it was on PC, but <sighs> in like PC world, you had all these different genres of EJ. And basically it's just a sequencer with a load of loops put yeah. in and you drag mm-hmm. and drop the loops. But you can also edit the, the sequences a little bit so you can go a bit further. And when I started doing that, I realized that it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And then... I moved on to Fruity Loops, like most people at that mm-hmm. time, and then was just obsessed with that for the next... I probably used that for about 10 years, and then I moved to Logic, and now I've moved to Ableton. So it's not using EJ anymore? Not using EJ. <laughs> That's a great but shame. I might, might bring it back, to be fair. Cause <laughs> but specifically hip-hop, though, so you, you were... I didn't that... really know like okay. the difference between most of them. I just sort of thought... You had dance music EJ, hip-hop, trance... What else they had? they had like everything you could think of, and that's just the, the one that had the coolest cover. So I was like, I'll go for that. Okay, so it wasn't like you didn't want to be a hip hop producer specifically. Not specifically, no. no. I kind of was into um, probably more like band oriented music. Like uh, I think I was into Corn and uh, okay. Incubus and stuff like that for a bit. Mm-hmm. I was also into hip hop. I got into drum and bass pretty early, around similar sort of time. So heavy music essentially, like, like yeah, yeah, basically like the the kind of drum and bass I was into initially was essentially like the the emo equivalent of electronic music, you know, like yeah. mm. technical itch or current value, like really extreme angsty music, which mm. is kind of like, for me, felt the same as all the angsty bands. Yeah. Essentially. So um, as soon as you got FL, you were trying to make, trying to specifically more make stuff like that. Exactly. Than, yeah. 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 Okay. Like heavy drum and bass was the, the goal. Okay. Um, I never quite got there. <laughs> <laughs> and do you still, do you still, you know, delve into doing that even if stuff doesn't come out. You're like, what's... Uh, I make a lot of drum and bass still, yeah. yeah. Like more like liquid stuff. I basically mm. just sort of mellowed out over the years in, in everything. <laughs> so <laughs> it's I'm not no longer like an angry 12 year old, more like a, a mellow 32 year old. So. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> Ish. So let's, let's talk about 
you know, a location for this dream studio as well. And, okay. and, and you know, I mean, where, where's your studio now? Is it at home or do you go somewhere? At the moment, I've got one that I rent with my older brother that's just down the road from my flat. Okay. But essentially, I like to make most of my music just on, on the laptop at home. So just on the kitchen table. So it's like... It's kind of pre-production and then go to the studio. Yeah, to... yeah. If, if I'm like writing stuff, then I, I don't really sit down and say, I'm going to do this for eight hours. It's more like... I'll start a loop, then I'll go make a coffee, then I'll go for a walk, then I'll continue the loop, then I'll make lunch. It's all very like integrated into my day. So there's no pressure. It's just like if I feel like doing it, I'll do it. <clears throat> and then once I've got a bit together, I'll take it to the studio and spend a day or two in there, you know, solid work, finishing it off. Um, so yeah, that's how I work best, basically. Just sort of a bit breezy. So is that separation something that you like or ideally in your I mean, dream forever studio, would you have it in the room next door? Or... If it was in the forever one, like ideally, I'd probably be living in the same okay. space. So let's talk about that. Where, where are we gonna Where are we gonna put this? Like, uh, where in the world or in the? I'm universe? gonna go for. Uh, there's a place called uh, Fontainebleau, which is in France, which is about 45 minutes from Paris. Basically, my main other passion in life is rock climbing, and it's kind of the epicenter of uh, a form of rock climbing called bouldering, mm-hmm. which is essentially climbing smaller rocks without ropes. And it's somewhere I've been going since I was about 15, 16, really regularly. I find it like a super peaceful place. It's a really nice place to be around. doesn't matter how I'm feeling. If I go there, I kind of get lifted up. So I want the, the studio to be in the middle of the... Sorry, I should have said it's a massive forest. Did I say that? All right, so it's like... <laughs> so it's <laughs> a forest filled with like massive boulders. It's a forest filled with loads of boulders. Yeah, thousands and thousands of boulders. Wow. So... You so can what kind rampage. of height are these? I know this isn't really music tech, but like... I mean, it varies. So some of them are really small. Some of them are kind of big and dangerous and scary. So you can pick like how okay. intense you want to be about it. Yeah, because it's rope-free, I guess. you. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And they're kind of bundled up into circuits. So you have different difficulties. And there might be maybe 50 boulders as part of one circuit. They've got little colours painted on I'd them. Say so it's slightly organised. It's slightly organised, yeah, yeah. It's like a, a real a real thing. Like a park for it, rather than it being yeah, like... Yeah, kind of, like, but a natural one. Yeah. But they've developed it over the years. So, yeah, you just sort of go around the forest climbing any boulders you want, and it's just a really good way to kind of get into the the same kind of flow state you want to be in when you're making music, basically. Just pure concentration. So we're, we're roping off this whole area for your studio, then? Well, the studio's going to be just bang in the middle of the forest, right. I reckon. So have you ever seen that film Ex Machina? Yes, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the entrance to his, or actually just his whole place, kind of like sunken somewhere into the forest. Yeah, um, yeah nice. Just like a huge complex with but a little less open evil. windows. Little yeah, less, not evil. Not, not evil, evil, not evil. But for like a lot of subterranean business going on. Be, yeah, exactly. Right, But okay. that, oh, maybe not, actually. Maybe just like a big glass box in the middle of the forest. Ooh. Okay. Nice. Also, I don't want everyone to be able to see it. I don't know. Maybe a bit of a mix of both. So some nice big windows so you can see into the forest, maybe? Yeah, exactly. Like a big open plan. You can um, boo people that fall in off boulders. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it'll be a little bit hidden little bit hidden away from the, yeah. the main bit. But yeah, somewhere in okay. the massive forest. Amazing. That's cool. And so how important is that to you then to feel connected to the outside world when you're in the musical uh, it's, it's really nice yeah I like like I was saying kind of with the writing process it's not like I don't hunker down and, and do it it's like I'll do a little bit and then mm. do anything else and then do a little bit more so mm. ideally like I do a little bit I go climb maybe go into like the little French village and get, get some food and you know mm-hmm. drink a bit of wine at lunchtime go back do a bit more just sort of real it's actually leisurely. good for the creative process out there because you, you find out ideas are bad a lot faster if you know what I exactly, mean like, yeah, because yeah. you're not Sometimes you can commit 
too early. Yeah. Too many hours too yeah, early. Yeah. And it was never a, like, you, you just, know. You need time to uh, ruminate on things, yeah. basically. So if you do anything else other than making music, you're going to kind of figure out the key to the tracks a bit quicker, I think, mm. rather than mm. just being like, I'm going to figure this out right now, making it really intense and sort of just working yourself into a frenzy. Which works for a lot of people, but not not for me. And what's the sort of vibe in the studio like? How how, how do you like studios to be like? And have you been to anybody else's <coughs> studio or commercial studios that you've loved or, or um, hated? Like places where you go, oh, this just doesn't vibe for me. I haven't been I haven't been to Lowe's to be honest. I mean, what I'd like it to be is pretty simple. Not a lot of stuff in there, so everything kind of like. Well, good news. You've seen like maybe even too much stuff, um, yeah. but like really comfortable, really light. Maybe like a nice sofa. Stick a nice bed in there. Yeah. Um, wooden, wooden stuff. You know, wooden everything. Yeah. <laughs> like the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just nice open plan. Really bright. Really airy. Um, so, lots uh, of plants. LDK as a studio. Could have an LDK. Yeah. <laughs> a living kitchen dining. LKD. Yes, yeah, LKD. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I could living live that, live that life for sure. Yeah. Nice. Okay. <laughs> um, all right then. Well, with that in mind, let's get on to our, our three free items: the audio interface, yeah, DAW, okay. and whether you're what kind of computer you're using basically okay so the computer i guess i just go for like the most stacked up mac laptop you can get so you're going laptop yeah, yeah i think so just in case i want to take it i mean like well i mean am i allowed to have a laptop in my life outside of the studio no or? no no okay no, yeah. laptop. <laughs> <laughs> in that case yeah a laptop I don't, i'm not um too techy about computers so just whatever they say the best one is max out all of the yeah. ram or whatever It'd be pretty chunky, won't it? Now make sure yeah, it works. Just, was it M2? Now they're on, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Solid state drive, all yeah, that, yeah. all mm-hmm. that stuff. Whatever all the beefy it goodness. So yeah, one of those, <clears throat> and then the audio interface. This is what I was looking at yesterday. So I was going to go for an Apollo, like the classic UAD yeah. that I'm sure many people have chosen. Yeah, the, it many looks like they've actually got a new one <clears throat> called the Vault. Which oh. has, because obviously, if you get the UAD, the, the inbuilt plugins are—they're not. You have to choose one of those, right? They're not included in the. You get whatever comes with the device. You don't. Yeah, yeah no bundles so you, though. But you get yeah. all of the plugins that come with the UAD. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, either way, they've got uh, this new one called the Vault that looks like it's got some, uh, like amp modeling or bus compressor modeling switches on the input. On, on the device itself. Right, yeah. yeah, they've got compressors and they've got like yeah, a exactly. saturation e thing going on as so well. So I'd go for that. The, 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 and are they modeled? They modeled, I guess. Modeled. I think the compressor is hardware, but I think that mm. the vintage stuff is modeled potentially. So yeah, a bit actually. of a hack there on the interface? A little bit, yeah. So yeah. you can kind of like, instead of having to have a compressor and a yeah. thing, you've got yeah. put it in there. So yeah, one mm-hmm. of those, the UAD Vault 4, which I think is the most amount of inputs and outputs that you've got. Okay. If it's not, okay. then I'll, I'll take more. You, but. you could go. I don't think you can go up from there just yet. I'm sure one. But will maybe be in there. this hypothetical yeah. future, we could. Well, I mean, look, we can't. <laughs> oh, that's that's. Uh, yeah, Vault Four is the biggest Vault one. Vault Four is the biggest one. Vault right, Four. Vault Four. Good. One of those. Nice. One of those. So we're um, changing up the interface slightly. Almost. For a change. Incredible. <laughs> just for a change. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. But don't worry, we're still in there. <laughs> right. Okay. And then. DAW, so EJ. E- yeah. <laughs> we'll go dance EJ. Yeah. It's got plenty of loops. Curveball. Love it. That's all we need. No programming necessary. That's specked out Mac running yeah. Windows with yeah, dancing. I'm actually probably not really bothered about making music anymore if I'm in this nice place in the forest. <laughs> doesn't matter. I'm retired. Yeah. You can um, just get an assistant with EJ. Yeah. Make another yeah. hit. Get, oh, no, you can't do bundles. I was wondering if they did no EJ bundles. Yeah. So no. you can have every genre covered. No. Okay. No, for, for the. 
door, D-A-W, whatever you say, yeah. I'd go for Ableton. Okay. Because the, the way I work mainly is through sampling. So I found, I used to, I used Logic for a little period and it's pretty good, but then the difference between Logic and Ableton with like the ease of manipulating samples mm. is like night and day, I think. I'm not sure what the, the latest Logic is like, but yeah, the Ableton kind of like audio functions is so easy and it's also really um, detailed. So like the warp function, I feel like you can use it as as an effect if you use the kind of time stretching, which now has become like the new equivalent of like, what was that, the 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 bit of kit that Goldie would have used to kind of come up, you know, like the S9000 yeah. sample, or whatever it is. S950, they, yeah, they all came that up kind, with of that kind of like mm-hmm. stretch sound. That kind yeah. of like speed garage thing that was going on with vocals and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the Ableton sound is different, but that's kind of like, I feel like the new equivalent. And I actually have grown to really like the way that sounds on drums, on, on anything, basically. It's kind of like a weird, like warped. It's got its own vibe to it. It's got its own yeah. vibe, yeah. Which mm. And have you, like have really you checked good. FL Studio? out since you left it because that's no. changed a lot and it's become really popular hasn't it again yeah, yeah yeah no i haven't i haven't i've never looked back never looked. So, <laughs> I've never so looked it back. was fl fl logic ableton that was yeah. your journey okay so we're sticking with ableton now we're sticking with Ableton now and, and the other thing about the the warp function is you can make stuff sound um you can make the the edit sound really natural so if you want to mm. get like a sample where it's really wildly out of time you can with the warp markers you can go in so hard you can make it seamless and, yeah and it's really amazing i've seen you've seen people like speed up vocals as well insane amounts and they still sound natural by like going back in after the initial warp and then just re-warping the kind of the tremolo of the tails of the yeah, vocal exactly. so it sounds like it's, a natural yeah it's vibrato. so advanced. so the vibrato is natural even though the vocals sped up massively yeah and yeah, like, it's crazy. yeah so what other tricks do you have like that then for making samples work together then i mean in terms of like making them work together musically it's kind of um just luck of the draw almost like you can pitch Mm. stuff but if it's not going to work it's not going to work but Mm. the key is just to sample so much stuff sometimes i might spend a day just sampling stuff and sort of arranging it a little bit and chopping stuff up and then that means when i'm making music i can just drag and drop stuff that i've already done Mm. like i I make some like you were using ej Exactly. Yeah, exactly like that. Yeah, I make like sampler instruments on the drum rack. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the way to make them work together is just trial and error, basically. Mm. And I've just got so used to it now. That's kind of like my instrument, I guess, is, is sampling. And that's interesting that that is a completely separate process for you then. Are you, are you kind of jumping back in and resampling as you're making these tracks or do you uh, see them as separate? I mean, it, it really depends. Like a lot of the time it's separate. I might spend a day go to a charity shop, buy a load of records, take them back, chop them all up. Mm. Um, it's not organised. Like I haven't got folders saying like key space or anything like that. It's just sort of like I'll chop a few things up and then I'll bank them and then I'll use them when I'm making tracks or I'll just go straight in and just put a kick drum on and just start needle dropping and, and sampling stuff on the fly like that. So e- either way. Mm. So separate but not. So both. Let, <laughs> me, <laughs> l- let me ask this. Uh, how much stuff have you have you got that you can't release because of copyright or label stuff like like loads yeah 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 (laughs) no but it must be to stay out of your own head thinking about that in the creative process and just think i just want to make a good track let's figure out that stuff afterwards yeah yeah. it must be quite difficult like especially if you find something you've got to and you you know that this is signed to a major or or some or you yeah i mean it is yeah it's, it's much more of a problem now like based before i didn't really worry about it because i wasn't sort of um 
you know, the music wasn't being listened to by as many people. Yeah. So I was just kind of like, let's do whatever. So I got really used to that. There were more that. sort of DJ tools, I guess, as, as well as like kind of thing as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's definitely hard. I mean, you have like this new website called Tracklib. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, That's actually really good. Cool. When I first started using that, I was like, nah, I can't, I can't do this. It's not the same. But they have a really good catalogue on there now. So I'm using that a bit more. But to be honest, it feels a little bit soulless to me to not have yeah. the, not have the record itself. And it's nice, it's part of the creative process, isn't it? Going finding something and thinking, I'm the only one with this. And yeah, like exactly. And yeah. they get attached to like different memories, you know. So if yeah. you, you go to a, a shop on a certain day and you buy a sample and you sample it and it's in a track, you listen to that track and you just, you know exactly who you were with when you bought it and yeah, what you're yeah. doing and how you're feeling. So And that, I think, must bleed into the music. Yeah, 100%. so. That's the way I... I mean, this is the, the Dream Studio, so yeah. there's no sample clearance problems in the Dream Studio. Royalty-free. Wow. That is a, that's a hard take. <laughs> I don't know. This I'm is all a dream, right? That. So yeah. Publishers everywhere sweating yeah. over this yeah. idea. <laughs> in, this, in this industrial state. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. In this room. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So we've got the audio interface, the computer, mm-hmm. and the DAW all locked in there. So mm-hmm. now we move on to the first item. First item... I'm going to stick a Fender Rhodes in there. Ooh. because the new one? Old one? V8? Old one. No, okay. like one of the I don't know, suitcase, like the original one. Mm-hmm. What's um, wrong with the new ones, though? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's... I don't, I don't know. Okay. So, yeah, basically just because that's like... I mean, I only actually played on one for the first time a few weeks ago. But even before that, I was kind of obs- always been obsessed with having one because it's just the sound of, I don't know, thousands of my favourite records mm. um, from like you know hip-hop records and then the the records that they sampled jazz records like it's just i think the ultimate sounding instrument and just um yeah just like putting the sustain pedal on and hitting some notes on that is just the, the most just one of the best things ever so mm-hmm. even if i don't use it in the tracks i just want to have it in there so yeah yeah it. and are <laughs> it's you very soothing. are you a keyboardist as well then yeah i play the piano mm. um not super well but like well enough to, now to do what i want to do so Mm. And to enjoy roads, you know what I mean? That'd be, exactly, like, say, yeah. even if you're not using it in your music, it's inspirational just to have a yeah, yeah. real instrument. So I'd definitely go for one of those. And then this it gets a little bit tricky because you, there's an audio output on a Rhodes, right? So you don't need yeah. external amplification, amplification. But an amp would be another item, right, in the studio, like a guitar amp or a bass amp. Yeah, well, it, well, yeah. You can get the roads. you can buy them with like a suitcase thing under them can't you like a does that count as a bundle no i don't think so i think i think i feel it depends what you want what do you want i mean like i want (laughs) (laughs) what do you want i mean let's just (laughs) we've got to draw the line somewhere otherwise it'd be madness if there's one with like a built-in amplifier or like a a, a joint amplifier then i'll take that just so there's a possibility of miking up the amp as well as just taking the audio output. Yeah, look, the suitcase one. I think, that, isn't that bottom bit? Sorry for everybody, we're looking at pictures of roads on Google. You <laughs> yeah, know. there are. You can do the same. Okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> look, leave it with you, Will, I'll, to, to, I'll, to I'll make a call on it when yeah, they end, okay? Exactly. Yeah. All right, then. Well, for now, let's lock in uh, a roads. Yeah. Like a vintage roads, uh, yeah. Yeah. And we'll move on to item number two. Item number two is going to be an upright piano. And the same upright piano that I've got in my studio, which is, it used to be my grandma's, then she gave it to my mum, my mum's now given it to me. Oh, man. And it hasn't been tuned in a long time, but it sounds insane. Like, it sounds great. It's not anything fancy, but yeah, I'd have to have that in there. It's all over. Has that been on any records? Album. Have you sampled it? Have yeah, you... yeah. It's yeah. been on, it's on like three or four of the tracks from my next album. 
it's definitely on a few from the first. Yeah, I mean, the, the way I recorded it for the album was just with my iPhone. So I'd put my iPhone on the side of the piano. Which is useful for this show, because... Yeah, because that's an ex- that's yeah. not a... Yeah, you, um, get, you get a phone. It's not phone. You're allowed a phone. You're allowed a phone. Yeah. 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 Allowed a phone. <laughs> Will's okay with phones. Um, so, yeah, I would just put the, the iPhone next to it, play, and a lot of the time I had the, the window open or the door open, so it kind of picks up that as well. Yeah. And then I'd resample it. By the time you've done that, like the sound of it just um, it's pure nostalgia. Sounds yeah. great. Mm. So yeah, I'd have that that piano in there for sure. Question on that piano. If it hasn't been tuned for a long time, are you having to tune it up to fit with other parts in your track? Or are you tuning things down to the piano? I tune things down to the piano. Nice. Yeah. So, so anybody so... trying to key match your records as a DJ? Just they just won't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not, like, it's not wildly <laughs> out of tune. No. It's just okay. like a little bit off. Yeah. But it sounds great. Yeah. But so it's kind of like, I might start with a sample, play the piano along to the sample, so they kind of get them sitting together. Mm. Then everything anchors around those two things. Yeah. Cool. So I guess the sample leads the key, the piano goes to the sample, and then everything else has to like get in line. Yeah. But that's how like those tracks have vibe as well, isn't it? I think. Yeah, I think, they're like a little yeah. bit dissonant. Yeah, Something's yeah. a little bit off. Like the samples don't quite. They clash a little bit. Mm. The low end is always quite muddy in my music as well. I try not to take anything out of the of the lows if possible. Because there, there was a real fetish for that at one point, just like completely. Yeah, low yeah. I don't think it sounds yeah. good. Everything, like, like, like a little bit, like everything, everything, just everything. like yeah, just yeah. like yeah, 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 yeah. People always like ask about how you get stuff sounding warm or how you get it sounding full. It's basically just like do less. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> do less EQ, just like stick stuff together, yeah, and let that, yeah, let that, let that do the work essentially. Yeah. So, loads of these samples then on your new record are just an iPhone recording of this upright piano in your house. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's cool. I did some of it like with a, a microphone as well, but yeah, mainly on the phone, just propped on the on the side. It sounds great. It doesn't sound great, like. Technically, you know, it's not like no, but it works into the music. It that's, works, yeah, works yeah. into the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's servicing the song, isn't it? That's that's the main important. Yeah, exactly. But you wouldn't you wouldn't um, take that to like a, a pop engineer and say, "Here's your piano part." <laughs> <laughs> right, absolutely livid. <laughs> <laughs> if I was producing with someone else, I yeah. might not do that. Yeah, but, or, or, yeah. If, or if you're engineering Elton John or something, you just go. Yeah, exactly. Just go over there to his go, piano <laughs> and just go, and we're ready yeah. to go, yeah, Elton. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to the modern age. <laughs> <laughs> this is how all yeah. the kids are doing it, man. Um, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, that's how I do it. Nice. The Music Tech My Forever Studio podcast is supported by Audion, makers of the Evo 16 and Evo SBA interface, as well as the Evo expanded system. Yes, building on Audion's 25 years of design heritage, the Evo range of audio interfaces and preamps provides stacks of I.O. and professional-level audio performance alongside innovative new features like Smart Gain and Motion UI designed to make recording easy and to enable you to focus on the creative process. And all of that is without breaking the bank. Yes, multi-channel Smart Gain means you can dial in microphone gain automatically for up to 24 microphones at once, and all in less than 20 seconds. Great for drummers or full band recordings. That's right, the Evo 16 interface serves up a massive 24 ins and outs, including eight preamps with Smart Gain. And each SP8 provides another eight intelligent Evo preamps, advanced ADDA converter tech, and a versatile range of IO connectivity, including two JFET instrument inputs. The Evo SP8 is designed to be the perfect partner for your existing audio interface and rounds out the Evo expanded system. Visit audient.com for more information and to explore the Evo expanded system. Item number three. Item number three. 
I was a bit torn between, you know, because it's the the dream studio going for like a, a, a space echo or sticking with sound toys echo boy because that's what I, that's what i use all the time mm-hmm. for many different things and i think like reluctantly i'm gonna have to go for echo boy because it's just more versatile than the real thing the real thing would be fun to have like imagine the the roads going into the space echo and then just like messing with the thing but i feel like i'd get too carried away and that would become my whole sound my whole sound and i'd use it too much and also i don't think it's as versatile as the echo boy because on the echo boy they, they've got all the different models of yeah all of these different echoes because there's a chorus echo there's the there's there's loads yeah and you can use it as a reverb i use yeah. it on drums to like saturate stuff yes but i think it's the most versatile plugin i've got that i use so i'm gonna and when did you get that was it that. was it kind of like a revelation when you got it yeah yeah, yeah basically it was like uh I mean, they also use a decapitator quite a lot, but I found if I have to choose one, you can almost get the same result with Echo Boy with a bit of tweaking of like the the custom settings mm-hmm. of the modeling part and the saturation. So, yeah, you could, you could use Echo Boy to add like a reverb, delay, saturator, kind of like weird slapback. It's, yeah, mm. it's a bit of a, um, it's not like exciting choice, but it's, it's necessary. It's the most, the first functional choice that I've made in this, <laughs> in this thing. The first one you're actually going to use in your music. The one that's actually yeah. going to be used, yeah. 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 The other one's just either to look at or to okay. play around yeah, with. Fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, I'm tempted to try and upsell you on something. Okay, Can go I... On. Go ahead. Upsell <laughs> How about an Echofix EFX2, which is like the updated version, recently made, Space Echo. It's got some DSP reverb chorus bits and pieces in it. Okay. It's got it's beautiful as well. It's a big it's hardware box like big the hardware space box. Rock. Looks like a space echo. Oh it's got actual tape in it. So it's, it's, it's got like actual hardware. tape oh, in good. it. Okay. So how does that work with the the DSP stuff? Would you mm. still have to go out of the interface and back in? Yeah. As use it as an external effect like yeah. you would have to, yeah. I think I mean that that sounds if it's got a bit more You won't be able to like, do certain things with it but but then you can control some of it on, on um, no it. i don't think you can actually i mean it's got but it's got more than just an echo i don't think you're fully behind this upsell well i can look, tell I, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm tempted i need to get a look at it maybe but um it's look do you know what it's, it's an unknown i'm, it's an I'm unknown backing out of this upsell <laughs> already just, i'm just like walking it back thinking i could oh, tell when you went when you went there was probably some things you can't do. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's just like, I mean, I I'll, I'll play it safe. It's, okay. It does sound good. Yeah. It's cool. It's a cool thing. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It'd be nice to have an actual box with a bit of tape in it. Right. And you have the Forever Studio Tech as well. So yeah. it's always perfectly updated. Yeah. They can change out that tape for you. Oh, have you it. have your own your yeah. own tech? Yeah, we, we send we send some. Will comes round. Yeah. It's a nightmare, honestly. <laughs> let's, get, let's go for that then. Yeah, I'll take You're it gonna go, Okay, yeah. nice. Why not? Why not? Feeling it. Echo Fix EFX2 Blue. Mm-hmm. That's it. We'll make it work. It's got a great name. It's not as cool as Space Echo, though, as <laughs> no, a name, isn't it? Like, yeah. yeah. Item number four. So does... It's another kind of boring one, but does a stereo pair of microphones count as two or one? Oh, Depends on the pair, but probably, yes, it does count as two. Probably two. Okay. Depends on what How many is. items are we up to? Four. You've this got is four, so you've got three left. Ah, oh, okay. I'm doing all right. All right, I'll take t- two AKG 414s. Oh, that's a bold reckon. move. That is is bold. It? <laughs> I mean, just leave you with one. I, mean, I don't know that much about one final item. <laughs> hang on, wait. So hang on, hang on, hang on. Maybe, maybe backtrack a little bit. We've got the roads. 
the echo, the piano. Yeah. We're gonna need. I'm gonna need microphones to, to use the piano and the roads. Yeah, you're gonna need one more other thing as well. You are. You've missed. Look, the monitors count as the. Yeah, you haven't got I'm any. Joking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. So sometimes what, I remind guests along the journey, and other times but they I count, like count to see as them. one, not two. Just, yeah. just watch them unravel of, in a, real time. A, as a we pair of monitors. Yeah. <laughs> a pair of monitors is isn't a bundle. That's fine. Okay. How about this? I'm, I'm going to do a, do you a genuine upsell right now. Okay. Yeah, sure. Upsell. Oh, this is good upsell. This is good upsell. You're going to like this. So, instead of having two 414s, yeah. what about the vintage C422 from the 80s, which was two C414s stacked above one another as a stereo pair? That's it. Done. That's the one? That's perfect. That's upsold. That's, ah, that's, yes. two, that's two up <laughs> I can't believe that worked. That's brilliant. That is great, actually. That came up on another on another pod, didn't it? And uh, yeah. it's a good hack. Yeah. C four two two. Yeah, nice. It's a beautiful okay. mic that as well. <laughs> I just sort of pasted it in it like in a giant font. <laughs> Surprised me, sorry. Okay. All good. So yeah, that's that's great. So that is basically two of those in one mic. Two that's exactly what in, I was looking in a for, single yeah. item. Yeah, that's the, that's the cheat hand. code. Yeah, yeah. It, is, it is. Yeah, you've enabled that cheat. Okay, item number five then. You've still got two more left. Five ah, and six. Yeah, great. Um, item five. Let's go, let's, do, let's go for the monitors. So I'm going to go maybe like a little bit rogue because I know this is kind of a mad choice for, for considering you can have any monitors in the world. I've got an upsell here. For a pair of uh, Rocket 8s. Could the have chosen big, the boulders. The big rockets. <laughs> Do you know the boulders? <laughs> no. That's on theme, though. Cause yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Unity the boulders. audio boulders. Unity yeah. audio boulders. I, oh, are they like big round ones? They're not round, no, but they are big. Yeah. I'm out. Not climbing big, <laughs> not climbing big but they are boulders. <laughs> not interested. Not interested unless they're round, perfectly spherical. What's, are, they, are the boulders the big ones or the little ones? There's they're boulders. the biggest ones, I think. Okay. There's another uh, rocks. Yeah. The pebble. No, we, they didn't do the pebble. pebble. I don't think so. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to go for some. The rocket eights are the the big solid ones, right? right? Yeah, rockets. Really? Yeah, because like I've used different speakers over the years. Like I started off, I can't remember. I started off with something terrible, like old Alessis or something like that, really cheap ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the first decent pair of monitors I had was the Adam A7s, which I really loved. And yep. I was tempted to choose those because they're a lot flatter. But then. I had a period where I was using those and a borrowed pair of Rocket 8s, and I noticed that my mixes were actually better than the Rockets. And you basically just can't argue with the the result. So I mm. think I go for those. And also, like, I mean, what's, what's the deal with having other people? You know, like if I was going to do an album, I'd have it mixed down eventually by someone else anyway. Right. Okay. So uh, is that still okay. allowed or? Yeah. That's loud, yeah. I mean, we haven't cut out every other person on the, on the planet from <laughs> it's like, your. It's like still with yeah. other people. Yeah. You can still work with other people, yeah. <laughs> that yeah, is Will's master plan. Bearing that in mind. <laughs> Don't use that expression. <laughs> I'd be more inclined to stick with the rockets because you can turn the bass up on the back. Yeah. You can t- so we get a bit of vibe going. To be um, fair, they, they are just popular fun, because you know? they right, sound okay, a bit like yeah, club speakers yeah. as well. Don't exactly. They? That's the thing. Just... So if you're mi- mixing for that environment. Yeah, get... yeah, and also just like I want to, I want to be having fun in there. I don't really want flat speakers because it makes everything sound boring. Yeah, mm. um, no, and if I'm writing that. music, I want it to be loud. There was a big trend for that, like bassy, with the the, the big Mackies yeah. back in the day, the the HR HR eight two eight or whatever the big yeah. big old Mackies because they kind of sounded like a PA speaker. Yeah, like exactly. A, a good quality PA speaker. Yeah, like yeah, a lot of dance music producers had them either as their mains or as a second, just because you could hear yeah. what it's going to sound like on that kind of system. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, I'd go for the rockets, the, the big rockets, and yeah, just turn them. All the way up. Can we upsell on KLKs though? It feels, like, to, it feels yeah. like there's got to be V8s, not Rocket 8s, right? 
The Timberland ones. The Timberland ones. That sounds good. Too. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so just look kind at the V series. The V series. This is a new sample pack earlier. Oh, beat club stuff. Yeah. Uh no, it's it's called um, Bounce Coming Up. Yeah, I think it's not is it beat club. Yeah. part of the beat club the, thing that he's doing. Um, yeah. Advert videos. Yeah. Well, funny. <laughs> is that with Timberlake in it as well? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's one of my most like. If I want to get hyped up for the studio, I always watch watch that video. He's got he's got. <laughs> she just energy, like yeah. the beats are so good. I think this is the upsell. So above the rockets, there's the the V series yep. of KRKs. Okay. So it's still the KRK sound. They're still big. Big, yeah. Big. Go, go up to eights. So yeah, and I think I think they were potentially kind of the Timberland style ones at one point. Maybe not anymore, but I, I know he was using KRKs at one point. It's good enough for him. It's yeah. good enough for me. Yeah. I'm sure. And you'll still have that KRK sound. I'll just be a bit more, a bit just higher a bit end. Better. Yeah. Than the rockets. <laughs> yeah. Because the Rocket's kind of the entry-level journey, and then I think the V-Series is the pro studio range. So that's three so another good upsell. upsells in a row. But does that mean I'm losing? Or... No, 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 you're winning. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've got to foot the bill for this, so we're losing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although I do yeah, like the right. idea of it becoming a contest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to outdo, yeah. outdream each other. Yeah. yeah. You'd just be like, no, that's a bad idea. You want this. But then it just becomes our podcast and, you know, we don't need guests. It just basically yeah, becomes you. gear space, doesn't <laughs> yeah, it? It just becomes a No, you actually want this yeah, one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, getting someone to yeah. uh, dream well, bigger than a pair of rockets is a pretty easy, easy yeah. upsell, I reckon. But but this is this is a good choice, though. So yeah. fun in the studio. Yeah. Enjoy what you're working on. Yeah, exactly. Just kind of like... So uh, what's your monitor yeah, journey been, though? Is that, so were the rockets the first... Like I've actually never never had a pair, but I had a pair that I borrowed for a while, mm. and in in that period that I borrowed them, like I found that my music sounded right and was better. So, so what are you using right now? You still got the Adams? Now I'm using iPhone earphones at home, or what? just the just speakers on my laptop. Wow! And then in the studio, I think they're Neumann. It's something that my brother got. They're quite nice. The KH, um, KH, so yeah. kind of like small. Yeah, small ones. It could be um, KH one twenties or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, the Neumann ones, and they're quite nice. Yeah. Um, and there's like a mono box in there as well, which is pretty helpful. But yeah, if I'm writing music, half the time I just do it on the laptop speaker. Wow, and okay. kind of guess everything, and then that kind of works well with the low end stuff because you don't really know what's going on. Sometimes you go in there and it just sounds amazing. Yeah, mm. not always, obviously, but like you, you, you're not hearing how good it is. And you're already excited about how it sounds on there. Yeah. And when you that's... take it to the studio, you're like, wow, this is even better. You than get I the extra. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's bonus just like, material that was lurking. Yeah. There, it's just yeah. ways of like, uh, I don't know, tricking yourself or like, yeah. uh, just keeping things a bit, leaving some like a lot of stuff up to chance. Is what I like to do basically. Or mm. the same way with the samples, you kind of leave room for things to happen that you haven't specifically done. So, like, don't cut some so much low end. Mm. Make things that are, aren't in key go together. Yeah, just like randomise it a little bit. Well, a lot of those big dance music kind of... There's a lot of early dance records where it was those accidents that made it sound fat. Like Exactly, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember that with Show Me Love, the Stonebridge remix. I think there was some kind of... His kick was in G by accident, and the towards, like you know, just, like and it just, just was like just became this massive chunky. Yeah, yeah. Because of the, the, the yeah, yeah, exactly putting stuff if together. You're, um, Before everybody you're... used to key match kicks to everything and stuff, and then just like yeah. just use their ears and like that sounds fat. So yeah, exactly. It. Yeah, I think if you're too purposeful with everything, I mean, it, it's different for everyone. Obviously, some people are really good at having an idea and executing that like exactly how they want. But for me, if I'm too purposeful with with what I'm doing, then it always ends up sounding bad, basically. Like um, like drained of energy, like it's like... Yeah, yeah, it just doesn't feel right, and it's too, like... I'm basically just trying to try, 
like the, the path of least resistance at all times, basically. Okay. Um, and usually, like, it works out better for me. And it's good that you've... Because it's hard to stick with that. Like, you know, when you've had a... As your career goes on, it's hard to stick with what works because you yeah. because you you might have more money for gear, you might have different spaces, yeah, you yeah. might, mm. and you get influenced by other people because you're meeting more producers yeah, yeah. and stuff, and it's like you start yeah for you sure start muddying the water of your own creative yeah, process. Yeah, yeah, and there's a bit of extra pressure as well, and maybe like if you're releasing on bigger labels or like in a more mainstream setting, like th- there's a call for the mix downs to be better or i don't know there's lots of different factors and you start um, thinking about that's what i was like you just start overthinking sam- everything yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. is this am i going to be able to clear this sample should i be doing it like this oh it's for this where's it is it going to go on the radio do i need to do yeah that? exactly yeah and you haven't even made the track yet yeah <laughs> which is crazy yeah, yeah. and mm. it's really hard to, to get rid of that and yeah you need to because like the, the making of the music is supposed to be the one bit where you don't have to think about anything yeah mm. so if you're then muddying that as well then like you might as well just stop <laughs> <laughs> yeah just get out to the boulders at that <laughs> just, point just leave. <laughs> exactly out, out yeah Right, we're on to the final item, item number six. I need a turntable so I can sample records. So nice. I would go for like Torrens or Thorens, whatever they are. One of those okay. really just the fanciest one. Does a needle count as? Yeah, we that, that, yeah, yeah, we're not yeah. going to. Yeah, yeah that would be yeah. splitting hairs. Yeah. One yeah. of those. Belt drive, because I think if, if it's belt drive, there's less noise when you sample it in, yep. so the quality is a bit better. And I guess you don't need like big pitch movements or stuff like oh, that. That's, it's a good, not, that's a good point, actually. It's nice to just play with stuff, isn't yeah, it, Yeah, the, the one I use at the moment is an Audio-Technica, and it goes... 20%. Plus 20, yeah. and it goes Same in reverse. You know what, actually, <laughs> I'd, I'd stick with the... And it's got USB out, that one, right, as well, which isn't too yeah, bad, yeah, yeah. isn't too bad, actually. The the ADDA on it is like... I use it oh, all the time. It's not like, bad, yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. Okay, I'll, I'll stick with the... Yeah, because the... Being able to do it in reverse, if you've got like a drum loop going, you kind of when you're needle dropping, yeah. minus twenty percent and in reverse, yeah, you get some pretty cool stuff. So yeah, I'll go Audio Technica. It's ATLP one twenty. Or if there's a if there's a fancy version of that, if there's an upsell going on that, yeah. Oh, let's see. Yeah, there might be a. But it has to have the plus twenty, or even ba- if there's one with plus thirty. It's basically like Audio Technica's riff on a twelve ten, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Oh wait, one forty. Uh, there we go. That's there we go. Best. That's the upsell. That's the upsell. LP140. I don't know why it's just better quality, but it's exactly the same. But it must just be okay. better spec. It's direct drive. Done. Yeah. Oh, it's direct drive. Uh, uh, actually, no, so is the other one. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. I think that's worth having that, that to have the pitch. Yeah. Because the pitch is actually pretty useful. And you don't get the noise on USB as well, I don't think. It's no. not too bad. It's only when you go over the phonos. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the USB is good. Okay. Upsold again. Upsold. Goodness. Pure upsell. All right. That's a quality deck, though, for anybody watching or listening. It's great. I think it's great value, that deck. It's yeah, it's like, amazing, yeah. yeah. It's also, um, they're good for DJing on. Yeah. So, yeah, I've got a pair that I mix on. And it's kind of like, it feels a little bit strange to go from that to a 1210 because the, the pitch rate on the 1210 is a bit heavier, but they're yeah. the closest yeah. you can get, I reckon. And they are, what, a third of the price? Half the price? Yeah. About 250 quid each. Yeah, with the one for the one forty is what four nineteen. It says there. Yeah, so. even the upsell is not yeah. an unreasonable amount. Yes, yeah. perfect. Excellent. Right. Well, what's le- left next is for Will to do a little rundown. So have a yeah. listen. Okay. He's going to run down the studio, see what this, visualize it, think think about it, and then yeah. while we're doing that, think of your luxury item, which isn't a bit of studio kit. So okay. yeah, I've thought okay. about this. I'm not okay. sure if it's going to going to fly. But... <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So run us through it, Will. We're in Fontainebleau, in your ex-machina sunken house in the woods, surrounded by boulders. There's a nice sofa, beautiful bed, wooden everything, in a giant open-plan living, kitchen, dining area. Who am I? Yeah, perfect. (laughs) (laughs) 
For your free items, you've chosen a top-spec Mac M2 Max laptop. Your interface is a UA Vault 4. Your DAW is Ableton Live Suite 11. We'll give you Suite, don't worry. Of your six items, the first is a Mark I Fender Suitcase Rhodes with a built-in amp. It's allowed. Your second choice, you have your family's upright piano. Yep. You've gone for effects for an Echo Fix EFX2 Space Echo update. Your microphone is an AKG C422 stereo model. For your monitors, you have a pair of KRK V8s. And your final item is an Audio-Technica AT-LP-140XP turntable. Great. How does that work? It's rare, perfect. Sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Hearing it back, now I'm just like, I need to work out a way to make this happen for real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. seems relatively doable, though, all this it's stuff. Not, it's nothing yeah. crazy. It's just the location, crazy. really, isn't it? Just the location, like yeah. Getting someone to build a sunken yeah. studio that, in the middle of a forest. But... In a national park, probably. It is a national <laughs> park, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Permits me a nightmare. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's finish this studio off with a luxury item, then. What, what have you okay. been thinking about for this? So what I was thinking, I mean, it's not... It depends what you call an item. I was thinking, like, if it was, like, a, a luxury thing to have, then like an on-site charity shop that gets restocked every week <laughs> with music from around, with vinyls that... from around the world. A record shop, essentially, you know, yeah. like a, well, well, maybe everything. Yeah, that would be it. So every week they have like a drop of random records from around the world and then I just get to go in there every day. Everything's a quid. Yeah. Um, you don't want it to be free because it's, you know, it's for charity, isn't it? So, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Um, obviously. Uh, but that is an issue, like, you know, I'm not against giving to charity, obviously, but like, it's changed a lot, hasn't it? You go in now, you find a record, oh, yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's £17. And you're like, oh, yeah. right, okay. It's mad. I saw one. Uh, in... They're all, all the charity shop volunteers are on Discogs or something. <laughs> exactly. Like, all... I saw a, a James Blake record in one recently. I think it was in Stoke Newington and it was 70 quid. That's so Stoke Newington. Sorry, like, you know? (laughs) You just see this place in the window, walk past past the cafe (laughs) with a queue outside you see a James Blake vinyl in the charity shop. Charity shops I go in always have like John Denver and like Cliff Richard and stuff. It's like... No disrespect to James Blake. It's a great record, but 70 quid's pushing it. Yeah. 70, 70. But then again, it's for charity, so I guess, you know, maybe it's a good thing, but I didn't buy it. But it doesn't mean like, you know, you don't, it's very rare I find bargains anymore when doing Bar- like, Yeah, they're, they're really hard to come anyway. by. Yeah. There's mm. a, a shop that I'm going to plug right now yeah. actually called Ben's Records, which is in Guildford where mm. I grew up, and it's amazing. The, the prices, are they've definitely gone up, but yeah. they're still kind of... It's all about turnover rather than... Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's about like he just keeps going round and round and round. Mm. I think that's how he makes his money. There's nothing really over a fiver, and there's not always, but like a lot of the time there's some amazing records in there. And sometimes if you get lucky, like maybe someone's just sold their... Like there, I think there was one guy. Yeah, there was a whole box of '90s house. Yeah, and the story was that his wife had told him he had to sell all his records, yeah. and then I swooped in the next day and just you know you just make an offer for the whole crate. And yeah, then you come up with like some absolute gold. I had a few of those, but it's it's a bit sad sometimes, isn't it? You go and you go and look, and as you're flicking through, you can just see somebody's like musical taste, and you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And you've so have, like, given, you've given all them. these up, or what's happened here? <laughs> yeah. It's a bit sad. Like what's happened? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you really fell out of love with country music, didn't you? You know, or got bored like, of Glen Campbell. Yeah, this whole <laughs> chunk of, or just like you see one artist and like their whole career because like yeah, somebody's yeah. just gone, you know, Every all of the latest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I used to love that going in and being like, "How much for the whole box?" And they'd yeah. be like, "Yeah," and you going out like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, "I've done it." And he's probably yeah. going like, "What, what idiot?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
I do yeah. notice one other thing with your selections here is that you don't have any synths. Is that by design or is it just because you ran out of space? I ran out of space. What would yeah. you have had if you if you could have? Probably like a Korg Poly 6. Mm. Okay, so hardware. Hardware, yeah, yeah. like some one of the, the real nice polys. Yeah, Korg Poly 6, maybe like a Profit or... I mean, actually, if we go... No, oh, that's tricky. I was going to say like a CS80. Just mm. because it'd be cool to have one, but then I don't think it's got that much use in, in what I'm actually doing. I just want to pretend to be Vangelis for an afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a legitimate reason to want one. I mean, yeah. yeah. So yeah, maybe. If, yeah, I mean, it's not happening anyway. So it's I'm not happening. Space, so, yeah, just so in, interested to know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, not, not allowed it, but good to know. Well, that kind of brings us to the end of the podcast. Um, yeah. I mean, what's going on for you for the rest of, for the rest of the year? DJ um, releases. Yeah. So yeah, going to be DJing pretty heavily from kind of like next week well into the summer albums coming out second albums coming out in june-ish and that's like a kind of like new ish direction so there's some house music on there but there's also a lot of stuff with vocalists some rappers all kind of based around like the sampling aesthetic but yeah really excited to get that out there so it's the next single and then an album in june end of june yeah yeah nice, nice. two more singles than the album okay um but yeah, it's been it's been done for a really long time. So it's been done for like a year and a half, maybe. And there's been like a couple of changes, but through like just things not working out, it's not it's not come out. I think I've kind of finished it just after the, the pandemic. So yeah, really excited to finally get it out. And yeah, going to tour it with a live band eventually as well. So oh right, yeah, plenty okay, of, plenty of stuff to look forward to. Yeah, wicked. What's well, that lineup looking like for your band? At the moment, it's going to be me and a drummer tentatively, mm-hmm. but like essentially, you want to add as many people as possible but it's going to be obviously dependent on uh cost and, and yeah stuff touring like that, and all yeah, that, yeah. Got a, it's really new for me so i kind of got to feel it out a little bit first and figure out what we're going to do but it'll be like a a live show like a gig or live show like a club style live show like a gig yeah okay, more like a okay. concert than a oh, okay. than like a club live show. yeah, yeah. It's not gonna, i'll, I'll okay. stick to djing for that um, okay so there'll be two separate things basically oh nice so sort of festival friendly do we think yeah we'll be yeah yeah yeah, okay. yeah for sure oh, very nice yeah okay. yeah cool. Okay, well, well, thank you so much. Lawrence, oh, thank nice you. Thanks Cheers. a Well, another great show. As always, so good. <laughs> We're so good at this, Will. <laughs> I love the luxury item here. A charity shop. Charity shop, but also... Giving back. Giving back. Well, taking bargain vinyls. <laughs> is it giving back? I don't if, know. Yeah, well, to the universe. Anyway, he is undoubtedly the person with whom we've upsold the most dreams yeah four in a row four in a row yeah incredible and like you said does that make us winners I don't know if it is a contest but I feel like a winner okay okay good anyway thanks so much for tuning in and we will catch you next time for another adventure into Studio Foreverdom bye 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 bye